Enough with embrace debate. Pointless yelling at each other on ESPN and Fox. Yet very little actual content. It's time for a change. A voice from the fan. For the fan. The most compelling topics in sports. All covered here. This is Corbett's Corner. Okay, welcome in. Corbett's Corner here on a Tuesday. I'm Dylan Corbett. Wanted to get you something yesterday, but just, and we'll start there. I just was profoundly sad yesterday. It was just a tough day. Um, you know, Sunday night, I live in Minneapolis now, as most of you know, just outside of the dino. But of course, uh, Sunday night, I get across my t- timeline. Oh, God, it's another officer-involved shooting, which is just, you know, you can't be saying that again. It's another killing of a black man, a 20-year-old who had a young daughter, a young son. He was a father. Uh, Dante Wright is his name. Say his name. And again, you can see the body camera footage, and it's just, my goodness, as the Derek Chauvin trial is going on currently, which is obviously the murder of George Floyd. Um, in this very city, tensions are already high, places are barricaded, and then you have this happen again. And if you watch the video again, it's, you know, it's just unfortunate. But if you don't understand the difference between your gun and your taser, and you are a veteran, 24 years, a police officer, you're not very good at your job. Uh, This woman should not be on paid leave. This woman should be fired. This woman should be charged with manslaughter. Um, So there have been riots. We've been under a curfew. And then yesterday, too, you had the school shooting in Tennessee, which is just, you know, it's it's is America a safe place to live? Because now it's just my God, you know, I'm going to be, be having kids soon. I'm going to be worried sending them to school because we can't seem to go a month without uh, a mass shooting in one of these states. Right. Colorado. You had the Asian hate violence in Georgia. And so that's what I kind of wanted to. There's just so much hate. So I was profoundly sad yesterday. Didn't end up going to do a podcast for you, but. Um, I did write one basically and plan one. So I'm going to be doing it here on the Tuesday. Winging it is on a schedule. That'll be coming Wednesday. But again, my thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Dante Wright. Those affected by the shooting in Tennessee, Colorado, Atlanta. It's just been a sad start to 2021 after a brutal year, 2020. Um, So tying to the Georgia anti-Asian hate, how great was it that Hideki Matsuyama wins the Masters? First Japanese player, um, to win the Masters, and that's awesome. Uh, the dude could he had to have an interpreter to um, kind of be interviewed by Jim Nance after. That's great. It's great for golf. I enjoyed it. I loved watching Hideki Matsuyama, uh, Matsuyama win the Masters, and it was really just a big fu to all the racists out there, you know, um, who are trying to stop uh, growth of other cultures. Um, and it's just you know, so I like I appreciated Matsuyama um, winning the Masters, first Japanese-born player to do so. Um, he gets the green jacket. He's casually walking through the Atlanta airport the next day with his green jacket. I mean, just an awesome story. So I thought that was a kind of, uh, that was poetic justice for not nearly after a month after we had the horrific shooting of the Asian massage parlors that a Japanese player would win in Atlanta, Georgia at the masters first Japanese player to do so. I thought that was, um, some poetic justice there. And I took Kadeki Matsuyama who, um, it was kind of interesting what happened. If you enjoyed the masters this past weekend, um, Justin Rose leading after round one. He had a four shot lead around two. He had a good, decent lead. And then you had this rain delay where they actually evacuated all of Augusta national. And it was like an hour 20 rain delay. And you come back, Justin Thomas hits a wall. 
and Hideki Matsuyama, who all of a sudden the greens are starting to stick a little bit more. It's not super fast. You got to switch up your putting. Uh, he did so, and he took over in that third round, built a huge lead going into the final day Sunday at the Masters. You saw it was you – know, I took Matsuyama live minus 138. I think when he was on his fourth hole of his final day or something – uh, I blasted him because I was, you know, I figured, okay, I got to make some money back here. None of my people that I picked, I picked Berger and Morikawa. Berger got cut. Morikawa was hanging around, but he wasn't really competing at the final day. So I'm like, okay, I got to win some money here on the Masters. Boom. Nine units on Matsuyama. Win seven units. It got a little scary there towards the end because Xander Shoffley uh, was putting the pressure on. And then he absolutely collapsed on hole 16, put it in the water, put up a triple bogue on a par three. Looked like me out there. And Matsuyama ends up winning by one over Will Zalatoris, the guy probably outside of Hideki Matsuyama, right, stole the show. Why? He looks like Happy Gilmore's caddy from 20 years ago from the fantastic movie. Um, He's 24 years old. Maybe he's 26, but he's in his mid-20s. And he's just an assassin. He's a guy that he's wiry. He looks like he's, geez, he looks like he's about a buck 50 or something. He's just a popsicle stick, and he's still driving it down the fairway. 300 yards, just piping it. He's an assassin on these treacherous greens at Augusta. Um, Will Zalatoris, remember the name. He is going to be a golfer. And, and, and now golf is so hard, right? We were seeing Jordan Spieth. He's going to take over. And then he had the, my God, 1,500-day drought without a tournament. Now he's back, right? I didn't think he was. He won the Valero Open two weeks ago. Uh, and a lot of people picked him to win the Masters. I thought he was going to make the cut, so I'll eat crow there. He did compete to the final day. Hopefully, as Jordan Spieth is back, that's good for golf. I, I'm loving golf. I, if you're not checking out golf, um, I, I don't know. I think the sport's in a good place, even though Tiger obviously is dealing with his car crash injuries. But Zalatoris, Spieth, JT, DJ, uh, DeChambeau, I think you got a good future for golf. Um Okay, let's get into this was also the news that I wanted to talk about, but it didn't feel right. So, of course, uh, with the shooting of Dante Wright, uh, the killing of Dante Wright, you had all the Minneapolis sports teams, which were all in action in the city. Right. So the wild play in St. Paul across the river, about 20 minutes uh, from Minneapolis. I'm uh, west of Minneapolis, so about 40 minutes from me if I'm heading across through both cities, the Twin Cities. Right. Um, they canceled a wild game, canceled the Twins game, which was supposed to be an afternoon game yesterday. They did play today, so they are playing currently as I'm recording this it's Tuesday afternoon. And then I'm actually I had tickets to go to the game on Wednesday. That is now a double header. So they are resuming play. Timberwolves were supposed to hold the Nets last night. That all got canceled because, you know, people were afraid of rioting. You saw riots Sunday night. A lot of Brooklyn Center got trashed. And again, it's just like cops, right? You're going to have good and bad apples. It's like protesters. You're going to have the people protest, uh, the peaceful protest at the vigil for Dante Wright. And then you're going to have the people that are out there just trying to loot stores and cause havoc and, you know, be criminals. Um, so it's a tough fine line because you're going to have the red saying, well, wait a second, what are you, all you guys want to do is loot. And it's like, no, well, that's not everyone. And you got the left saying, well, no, you guys don't want us to do BLM. And it's like, well, no, you, they just don't want the looting. So everyone's arguing. There's so much hate, et cetera. But the point I'm trying to get to a rod was supposed to, so a rod buys the T wolves. Now you, if you've been listening to this for a year, uh, you know, sorry, excuse me for six months. If you know me, you know, I'm one of the biggest T wolves critics. I think Glenn Taylor has been robbing the city of Minneapolis for what? 20, 24 years. Ever since this team came into existence, they had a couple of playoff runs with Garnett, nothing special. Then they had almost a two decade long drought before Jimmy Butler came here, got into an eight seed. They get swept by the Rockets and Jimmy Butler leaves because he realizes this franchise is a failure. 
Um, Glenn Taylor sells the Timberwolves to Alex Rodriguez and some billionaire, Mark Lore. Um, it went below market valuation. The Clippers were a joke, and they went for over $2 billion. Now, that's L.A., but again, that's also sharing a place with the Lakers, and you're the shadow. So the T-Wolves go below market valuation. They sold for $1.5 billion. The last laugh for Glenn Taylor, as he turned $94 or something ridiculous, his initial settlement back in 1994, the year I was born, and he flipped that into $1.5 billion. And now the last kind of F you to Minneapolis after he stole all your season ticket money saying, yeah, we're going to bring a winner. We're going to bring a winner, 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 this, this, and just completely putting up in-app product after in-app product. He sells the team to a baseball guy. What the hell does A-Rod want to do in Minnesota? I love it here. I mean, I've lived in the Dakotas the last three years, four years. So I'm, I'm well-traveled. I've been to every state except Alaska. I love most states more than not. So I love living in Minnesota currently. But A-Rod's a Miami kid. You think A-Rod's taking a lot? He's going to be wanting to take in a lot of Timberwolf games in January, February, December, even March? What is going on here? Now, Glenn Taylor said, he literally came out and said, hey, there's assurances they're not moving the franchise because everyone goes, A-Rod, what the fuck? First of all, baseball guy who was so desperate to get in the ownership game. He wanted in on the Marlins. He was outbidding. He was bidding against Jeter because they are rivals. They want to be, they're kind of one and two and as uh, the greatest kind of baseball, how do I put this? Not baseball players, but kind of the biggest, this past generation, you remember Derek Jeter, you remember A-Rod, you remember Ken Griffey, right? People know Trout, but that's baseball fans. People that don't follow baseball, you're probably not going to know much about baseball, right? You don't know who the stars are. Everyone, though, back in the day when baseball was king, even in those early 2000s, Jeter, A-Rod. So A-Rod and Jeter are still going at it after their playing career, right? Jeter gets in the ownership game with the Marlins. He beat out A-Rod. Okay, A-Rod's trying to buy the Mets with J-Lo. They get outbid, right? Steve Cohen ends up taking over the Mets. So now he's so desperate. A-Rod's going through his own relationship struggles with J-Lo. So now it was also noteworthy that A-Rod kind of misses out on a couple of teams that he was trying to get into the ownership game with with J-Lo. And he ends up with the Timberwolves without J-Lo. I mean, the Timberwolves, it's the Mets, A-Rod and J-Lo, and then it's the T-Wolves. Oh, it's just A-Rod. It's kind of funny. So... But it just doesn't make sense. So Glenn Taylor comes out and says, yeah, no, they're going to stay here. And it's kind of complicated if you read into the details. Glenn Taylor is still going to have ownership control for two more years. So he's still going to what? Run this team into the ground for another couple of years. And then A-Rod's finally going to take that ownership control where he's uh, uh, got a big percentage in it. And then what's he going to do? He's going to keep it in Minnesota where they've been a failed franchise for almost three decades. Um or is he taking it to Seattle, where he played almost a decade? A bigger city, a bigger market, um, a little bit more culturally diverse market, right? You're looking at Seattle, the Asian population there. Um, it's it's a growing population. And you look at what Minnesota, Minneapolis has been in the news for the last two years. Yikes, that's not driving the value of this city up too much, is it? Um, kind of, a you know, you got the white people saying, oh, there's too much civil unrest. When then you also got black people saying, Jesus, my Christ, just don't shoot us in the street anymore. What is it? One per year. I mean, it's ridiculous. So Minneapolis, obviously not having a great look here and for good reason, right? Let's, uh, let's stop killing people, especially, you know, black people without weapons. Right. Um, 
So is Seattle a possibility? What about Vegas? So first of all, Seattle Supersonics returning. What ha- and the reason I'm telling you that, yeah, Glenn Taylor said this, Glenn Taylor said this. Who cares? It's, Stan Kroenke bought this, uh, the St. Louis Rams, said this, said that, said he wasn't going to L.A. Guess where the Rams are? I mean, this shit happens. Uh, the new owners buy the Seattle Supersonics. No, 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 we're not moving. Seattle's here to stay. Guess what happened? The Oklahoma City Thunder were born. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden were on that team. A franchise with young superstars. And all of a sudden, once they get those superstars, boom, they're out of there. Minnesota. I think Anthony Edwards is a bust. But if Minnesota, which is the worst team in basketball for back-to-back years, if they get another lottery pick and you get all of a sudden Anthony Edwards, Kate Cunningham, Anthony Edwards, Kate, uh, excuse me, Evan Mobley, Anthony Edwards... Jalen Suggs, Minneapolis kid. Then you got some star power, right? That eventually, maybe it's not in two years. You're seeing Zion take a little. You saw LeBron, Zion take time, take a couple years before they were playoff contenders, before they were championship contenders. Is this playing out to where A-Rod is going to collect a couple of young guys through these high draft picks for the T-Wolves? And then once the T-Wolves actually get a a sliver of good, they're all of a sudden in Las Vegas. They're all of a sudden the Supersonics again. Glenn Taylor said this. Glenn Taylor said that. I don't believe shit Glenn Taylor says in general. So why would I believe that he is saying that A-Rod buying the Minnesota Timberwolves means that they're going to stay in the Timberwolves and that A-Rod, a baseball guy, who doesn't really do that well at analyzing his own sport on baseball tonight, in my own opinion, now he's going to take over the Timberwolves and make them a basketball contender? I don't know. Doesn't make much sense to me. And then add into the fact that you got a Miami kid, a kid that has played in Seattle, a kid that has played in Texas, a kid that has played in the Big Apple. He all of a sudden wants to still be in the limelight by taking over the Timberwolves and living in Minnesota. Little fishy to me. Again, Glenn Taylor, in my opinion, I think this is the last laugh. He stole all your season ticket money, stole all your ticket money concessions for all those decades and now he is selling the team to somebody getting this cool 1.5 billion and you're going to watch your franchise disappear in the next three years i seriously do believe that corbett's corner here on a tuesday winging it will be out tomorrow on a wednesday and we'll get you a core trades coming up uh throughout the course of the week as well had a rough day monday had a nice bounce back day today um some big news in the course of the business world so that'll do it here at corbett's corner